Praise the Lord, everybody. Oh, let's say praise the Lord. You know, I I am I was I was thinking when when I found out that I was going to be speaking this evening and this has been a season of such great difficulty. Um, and I, I can say, if it's not been difficult for you, that is fantastic. <laughs> I, I need to know what it is that you're doing daily beyond prayer uh, because it has been very hard this season. I mean, I, I, I'm still in the Word. I'm still praying. But I can tell you, I don't like what's going on. Do you like it? All right. <laughs> but in light of the fact, though, that things have been difficult, the Lord gave me a vision, I'm, I'm going to say, about really what, what needs to be happening. And I don't know that you're going to necessarily agree with my uh, title this evening, but I, I'm going to go ahead and tell you what it is anyway. My title for tonight's message is Promoting Pandemic. Choosing your infection. Now, I know in light of everything that's going on, you're probably going, I don't know why she would promote pandemic. I don't know why she would say you need to choose your infection. I don't know what is going on, and I'm not sure that I agree yet. But you know what? Hang with me, okay? Because I, I think that by the end of this, I think we all should be feeling like we're going to promote a pandemic. Amen? So we're going to start with Genesis chapter 28 and verse 4. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. Looks like we, we are, I'm sorry, I must have, it's the seed 28 and 5. See what that says. Nope. And three. Yes, that's it. Excuse me. 28 and three. All right. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And so in this particular version it says and God Almighty bless thee and make thee fruitful and multiply thee that thou mayest be a multitude of people so God gave a promise right there at the beginning when he said I'm gonna bless you and I'm gonna bless your seed so I'm gonna bless your family and your family are gonna bless others amen Jeremiah starting at chapter 17 beginning at verse 7 Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green. And shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit." Now, I'm going to just, I, I know King James can be dense, but I'm just going to tell you what that means. Let's talk about 2020 so far, okay? We have had, in 2020, murder hornets, 
zombie cicadas, flesh-eating worms, wildfires worldwide, riots and rampages, murders in abhorrence of murder, because it's always okay if you kill someone because you hate killing. That's sarcasm, okay? Rampant perversity, airline crashes, explosions, earthquakes, locust swarm outbreaks. Yes, we have. All of this is newsworthy stuff. It's really, truly happened in 2020, okay? China taking over Hong Kong, and of course, let's not forget, COVID-19. This is 2020. This is what's been going on just this year, and we're not finished with the year, okay? But you know what Jeremiah 17, seven through eight says? For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when the heat cometh. When it starts getting hot, this tree doesn't know it. This tree doesn't know when the heat starts getting, you know, gets a little warm. But because this tree's leaves are still green, Okay, and shall not be careful in the year of drought because it still doesn't stop yielding fruit. So we've had a lot of things happen in 2020, but I think it's time for us to have a pandemic. I think it's time for us to have a pandemic. And I'm going to tell you what pandemic means. Pandemic, because most good words, and pandemic, it's a good word, because everybody uses it nowadays. It's, you know, it's pandemic, it's pandemic. Let me tell you where pandemic comes from. It comes from the Greek, okay? Pan means all and demos meaning people, okay? So pandemic actually derives from the original Greek meaning which, which actually means all people, okay? And so the definition has evolved to mean of a disease prevalent over a whole country or the world. And so that's why we call COVID-19 a pandemic because it's happening not just in our country, but globally. People are dealing with masking and social distancing and things, you know, businesses being shut down. And, you know, people, I, I, I read today a, a news article that came over my sister's phone and it was, it was unreal. 15 people were just killed because authorities went to break up a club because they weren't social distancing and the stampede of people who were trying to get out of the club before the authorities got them died in this stampede of people, not because of coronavirus, they died because of people trying to get away from the law who were upset about the possibility that they could die. I know. But let me tell you, the most common way infectious diseases spread, because we've heard all about this. I went to the doctor, I had to take Siobhan to the doctor the other day and the you know they take your they take your temperature because when you go to the doctor if you have a fever you shouldn't go I know the irony does not escape most of us and 
and they, you know, they took our temperature and then the questions. And I bet every single person, including my own children, know what the questions are, right? What are the questions? Have you had a fever? Have you gone anywhere? Have you been social distancing? Have you uh, had a cough? Have you had a sore throat? Have you had a headache? Have you had fatigue? Have you had stress in your life? Have you had a hangnail? And you all know what the answer is supposed to be. What's the answer? No. No. Because do you want to get into the office for your appointment? Yes. So you all know the answer. And so before the woman even asked me the question, I said, the answer to everything that you're about to ask me is no. She said, I have to read it anyway. I said, okay. And she said, and you have to tell me again anyway. And I said, okay. And so she goes through the list and I said, no, 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 no. And, and I wasn't lying. It was all true. The answers were no. I mean, I, we were there because she's got an asthmatic condition. And so that was what we were there for. It wasn't even, you know, but I guess shortness of breath, that's true <laughs> to the certain extent that it's asthma, but it's not because of COVID. And so, but Everybody knows now, at least from what the media is reporting about how to get it, right? So the most two, and and I know there are medical people in the building, and so you'll have to forgive me because I had to look this stuff up because I I have ignorance when it comes to some of these things because it's it's not my area. So if I'm telling you something you already know, forgive me, but I thought it was interesting. Most common ways to get an infectious disease, direct contact and indirect contact, okay? That means you're gonna get it. Direct and indirect. Direct contact is, now see, I, I, he's in part of my household, so I don't have to social distance here. But direct is person to person. Person to person contact. That's why everybody's been saying six feet, six feet. Eight is better, 10 feet, but minimum of six, right? Direct contact. And you can get it, and they say, you know, through the air, through droplets. I mean, I'm not talking about just COVID. I'm talking about infectious diseases, okay? Just infectious diseases, okay? Indirect is by something that is infected, which is why when all of this started, you saw people, and we still do, I mean, because we're trying to all do our best, right? But it's like you touch the surface, we wipe the surface. Because the surface could have your cooties. This goes back to grade school, folks. It's like you got the cooties, whatever you touch now has it too. That's indirect, okay? Now, of course, when we get something, there are common symptoms to infectious diseases. Now, they're not always the same, but many times there are classic symptoms with infectious diseases. You've got fever, you've got chills, you've got fatigue and muscle aches, dehydration, malaise. If you wanna know what malaise is, I call it just being pooky, okay? Where you really just don't have that spark of like, I'm gonna get stuff done today, I just feel pooky. That's what I call it. I can see when my kids are feeling pooky. And you go, something's wrong with you, you're acting pooky, 
okay? That's not medical, that's called momical. Okay? And pookie is a real thing, and you know when you got it. Medical people call it malaise, okay? And then, of course, there are other physical maladies, depending on what kind of infection you get. You can talk about, you know, where you have to spend time in the restroom a lot. I mean, there's all kinds of things that, that headaches, I mean, tremors, there's all kinds of physical maladies that can be associated with many other infectious diseases, okay? But what I want to talk about are symptoms of his infection. So first of all, you got to get a fever. All right? Jeremiah 20 and verse 9. If I say I will not make mention of the Lord or speak any more in his name in my mind and in my heart, it is as if there were a burning fire shut up in my bones and I am weary of enduring and holding it in I cannot contain it any longer when you get the infection of the Lord there is such a fever inside of you that it's like fire shut up in your bones and you go I can't not talk about Jesus I can't not tell you about how good he is I can't not do a little step over here I can't not say God has been good to me today because it's like a fire shut up in my bones if I don't say what's going on I got a fever and it's burning and another symptom of his infection is that all of a sudden you've got strength and stamina Philippians 4 and 13 a verse I memorized long ago, as you just heard. I can do what? All things. All things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. There's not just some of the time that I can do it, but I can do all things. And so despite the murder hornets, despite the zombie cicadas, despite the earthquakes, despite the heat of the hour and the pressure that I'm feeling, I am feeling the fire and I'm feeling like I can do all things. I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Colossians 1, 10 through 11 that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. Let me tell you what long-suffering is. The only reason that you need long-suffering is when something is happening and it hadn't stopped. Okay, I'm going to tell you what this year has been. It has happened and it hasn't stopped. I go to work and I think to myself, I can't escape. It doesn't matter where I go. There used to be a day where you could put a Band-Aid fix over whatever it is that you're feeling. You could say, well, I'm going to just go shopping. You can go shopping? A lot of the stores are closed. Can't go shopping. Going to watch TV? What's on the news? 
Can't watch that without feeling worse than you did before you started watching. People are losing their mind. Where do you go? Oh, I got a fire shut up in my bones. I've got strength through Christ to do all things. And you know what? I've got long suffering. I've got long suffering. I've got long suffering unto joy. Joy. I'm not just on this feeling stretched thin like taffy being pulled. That rubber band where I'm just stretching until I break. But what I'm feeling is long suffering that is increasing my endurance to the goal that is set before me for the prize at the end. Isaiah 40 verse 31. But they that wait upon the Lord, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Let me tell you what. If this hour has not made you feel faint, then you're not flesh and blood. But I'm going to tell you what Jesus said. He said, despite this hour, despite what you see, despite what's going on, despite all the facts, despite the truth, if you look to my capital T truth, you can run and not be weary. You can walk and not faint. I will mount you up with wings as an eagle and you can fly over your, the situations that you're feeling in your life. When you're infected with him, you have a hunger and a thirst. An infectious disease will make you dehydrated. But let me tell you what he does. He makes you hunger and thirst. Psalms 42 and 1. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. When you taste him, the Bible says, O taste and see that the Lord is good. When you taste, mm, I'm going to tell you what. I have had my fair share of feeling this hour and feeling the difficulty of it. But you know what? I tasted and I saw that the Lord, he is good. And he satisfies the soul even to the marrow of my bones. He, he puts fat in the places that were empty. And he says, I will sustain you. Oh, taste and see. Matthew 5 and 6. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. For they shall be. This is the hour of empty. This is the hour of take. This is the enemy's ploy to try to make you feel the despair. The hopelessness. To try to take your treasure and say, it is not over. What else can I do? What else can happen in this year? And yet we look at the news and we go, one more thing. And it's almost become comical. I've seen little things, memes or Gifts or gifs, whatever, however you call them, I, 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 I'm, 
I'm young, but honestly, I'm not into technology, so. But I've seen it. My husband shows me. It's like, you know, 2018, people were, you know, on a, it's like a, a roller coaster. Whee! You know, and then, and then it's like 2019, it's like, you know, whee! You know, in 2020, it's like, you know, the, the glass is half full and it looks like it's, you know, like maybe apple juice in it and people are like, Oh yeah, 2018, that would have been glasses half full or glasses half empty. 2019, glasses half full or glasses half empty. And then in 2020, it's like, that's somebody's pee-pee, isn't it? You laugh because you know. That's what 2020 feels like. And that's what the enemy wants it to feel like. He wants it to feel like the despair every day. So that when you feel that despair, you give up on your God. Who's, who made you not just to be the, the foster child. Not just to be the stepchild. But who called us to be kings and priests. Adopted sons. Wherein he calls us his children. Bought. But the despair. But when you're infected with Jesus, he gives you peace. Romans 8, 5 through 6. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. I'm going to tell you what, I don't care what political party you are aligned with, it doesn't matter because the answer is not a party. The answer is not a president. The answer is not a congressman. The answer is not a representative. The answer is not the House. The answer is not the Senate. And I can tell you all day long that I have pretty strong feelings about what's going to happen in politics. But you know what my real strong feeling is? You want to know what my real strong feeling is? Is that I know there's a God sitting on a throne and he's going to have his way. And whatever happens, I'm going to say it was God's will and his divine intervention and that he's got a plan and I don't have to be afraid who is in charge or who's not in charge because I know who is in charge. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord. John 14, 26 through 27. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, Give I unto you, let not your heart be troubled, troubled, neither let it be afraid. I have seen so many Christians in this hour who are so deathly afraid of everything that's going on. But you know what I know? I've got the peace that passes all understanding. And I don't have to be afraid. And I'm going to do my best. And I'm going to try to be intelligent about whatever it is that's going on. I'm not going to go lick a doorknob. But you know what I know? If it's my time to go, my God is going to take me home. And you know what else I know? Everybody, unless Jesus comes to get us soon, we've all got 
got an expiration date. There is no change in that. But you know what I know? I know that when it's my time to expire, I'm going home. I'm going home. I'm going home. I'm going home. It's not the end. And I'm going to see my family again. He gives When you are infected with Jesus, he gives you resolve despite the circumstances. Philippians 1, beginning at verse 12 through 13. Now I want you to know and continue to rest assured, brethren, that what has happened to me, this imprisonment, has actually only served to advance and give a renewed impetus to the spreading of the good news, the gospel, So much is this a fact that throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest here, my imprisonment has become generally known to be in Christ, that I am a prisoner in his service and for him. Now, I'm going to tell you what, prisons in that day when Paul was writing that, they were not uh, club, club fed, all right? They were not bringing you a meal on a tray, all right, that had been, you know, approved with no bugs in it and no whatever, You want to talk about nasty, they put people in pits with feces and just, I mean, animals. It was like torture just to be in jail. They didn't have to torture you. Being there was a torture. And yet, you know what? Paul was looking to something else. He said, my present circumstance, I'm going to tell you what, just being in prison. You know what? If you look at this hour, if for nothing else, you can say just this hour has made me convinced of the Lord. Just this hour has convinced me that I'm going to do my best to make sure that I'm running that course towards the prize, that I'm going to make sure that everybody knows. Because you know what was amazing with Paul? All the imperial guard. That's why I read it in the Amplified, because what's so powerful there is even his captors knew he was there for Jesus. I'm going to tell you what, you may feel like you're in captivity right now, but I'm going to make sure my captors know that I'm doing this for Jesus. I'm going to make sure my captors see a little dance in my step. I'm going to make sure they know that when they are coming with my food, even if it has mealy worms in it, I'm going to say, Jesus is good. He's good today. He's good in the evening time. He's good in the morning. Woo, he's keeping me through the night. Doesn't matter your circumstances. There's a resolve. When you're infected with Jesus, there are physical manifestations. Acts 2, 3 through 4. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. When you are infected with Jesus, you can't help but have the fire settle on you and speak in the heavenly language as he does things inside of you and heals your bones and heals your mind and does things through you. Physical manifestations of a disease. But we can't just have the infection. We're supposed to spread it through direct contact 
We're going to hear the word. But do it. Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them. I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Acts 2, 37-38. Now when they heard this, they were stung, cut to the heart. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brethren, what shall we do? What shall we do? And Peter answered them, Woo! Repent! And be baptized! Every one of you! In what? The name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's not good enough just to sit in service and hear good word. It's not good enough for us just to take it in. We have to do it. I know that Hyphen knows James 1 and 22. And if you don't know it, church, we got to know James 1 and 22. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves. The hour has come when people are doing a lot of doing. I'm going to question all of us this. What are we doing? There are lots of people doing right now. When did we get up? not saying it's time for us to burn buildings but you know what we need to do we need to light up this altar we need to say I'm going to run with fire there needs to be something that's moving in us the Holy Ghost churning where we say it's time church that we need to start doing prayer and supplication 2 Thessalonians 3 1 through 3 Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men for all men have not faith. Let me tell you what, this is the hour when we need to be praying for each other. That's direct contact. That's spreading the infection. I'm going to tell you what, if you're not praying for your brothers and sisters in Christ, you are not doing all that you need to be doing. Because this is the hour when we have to bind together. I don't know if you remember that little game as kids, but it was uh, Red Rover, Red Rover, send, you know, so-and-so over. And, and what was the object of the game? To break the chain. But how, I, I'm sure you all know. How do you make the chain stronger? We got real close. I mean, we got close. Because if, you're, if your chain was out here, or if you were holding hands out here, it's real hard to keep that chain held together. But you know what? We, we would, I mean, we would bunch together. We'd watch where you were going to run, and we were like, uh-uh, we're going to try to break this. You ain't breaking it. 
In this hour, God has said, get close to the body. Get close. Get close. Because the enemy's going to come and he's going to try to break the chain. But you know what? I'm praying that your faith will fail you not. Exhortation and edification. That's strengthening the body. Luke 22 and 32. This is Jesus. He says, I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. It's not just about you getting it together. It's then once I have prayed for you that your faith won't fail you. Then turn around and you got to strengthen somebody else. The most powerful word I heard just recently was Sister Leslie's brother who himself, he has cancer, but he received the gift of the Holy Ghost here at this altar. I remember the evening that it happened. And yet that man who has struggled with his own health when he heard that his cousin was potentially going to be dying. You know what he did? He got on his little bike and he didn't just one little trickle of a tear. He screamed to God, intervene. Supplica supplication, prayer, strengthening the body. That's what we have to do. We have to say, you know what? I'm glad Jesus has, he has helped my faith. But you know what? I see somebody else is struggling. I'm going to be praying. I'm going to be praying. I'm going to get down and get into that fire of God because I feel infected by him. And I'm going to make sure that I'm spreading that infection. I want to spread it direct, direct contact. We've been doing invitations. We got water bottles. We got cards, Bible studies, care groups, Zoom meetings, phone calls, texts, letters. You can change the atmosphere no matter where you are. It doesn't have to be face to face. It's still direct contact. But then of course, there's indirect contact. That's when you are reproducing yourself and paying it forward. I remember one time we were in the, a drive-through line and we got up to the little thing to pay. We got, we got ice cream. And you know what? The, the woman said, the car in front of you paid for you. So you know what we did? We paid for the car behind us. Because we wanted to pay it forward. We didn't know the people in front of us. But it was an act of kindness. And so we wanted to pay that kindness and say, you know what? We're going to keep that rolling. That's the same thing with Jesus. When you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, when you get infected by him, there's just one thing you want to do. And you say, I want everybody to have it. I want everybody to know what this feels like. I'm going to pay that forward. I want that to happen. And so you try to build into others because you want to reproduce that in somebody else. And that's, that's what Paul was doing. First Thessalonians 3, 1 through 3. Wherefore, when we could no longer forbear, we thought it good to be left at Athens alone. And sent Timothy, our brother and minister of God, and our fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ to establish you and to comfort you concerning your faith. There are times when you may say, I, I, don't, I can't go there. But you know what? I'm praying for you because you can go there. I'm not at LMH, but you know what? I know a lot of people who are. And so I'm going to pray for all of those who are at LMH because they get to go there. 
And they, and they may be a vessel right there. I'm not at the court all the time, but I know people who are. And I'm going to pray for those people who are because they get to go there and they may be a light and a vessel. I, I, I can't go there. I'm in Athens. But you know what? I'm sending Timothy. I'm sending my brother who's also a minister of God. I've been, I've been building something and trying to water other plants and saying, you know what? I may not be able to go where you're going, but I'm praying for you as you go where you need to go because I know that you can be a minister of faith to somebody who needs to be infected. And you got to let the aroma linger. You know what's beautiful about the people of God? You know, there's a sweet savor. There's a smell that comes off of us. And people can tell the atmosphere is different. It has changed. It smells different. 2 Corinthians 2, 14 through 15. Now thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us. The savor of his knowledge by us in every place. For we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ in them that are saved and in them that perish. You know what I want? I want when I walk into the room, wherever I'm at, I want the presence of God to cause a savor in the room. I want the atmosphere to change because of Jesus flowing through me, the smell. I want somebody to know Jesus just came in the room, not because of who I am, but because of who he is and what he's doing in my life flowing through me. I want him to cause me to smell good. And then you know what we got to do? And I'm ending here. We cannot just get infected and share the infection. We have to stay infected. And so I'm going to, I'm going to give you three things that you cannot do if you want to stay infected. Okay. These are very important things. Number one, don't mask. If you want to stay infected, you don't mask. You got to be authentic. You got to be real. You cannot hide what is going on in your life. You got to be willing to be accountable and not just say, everything's good. Everything's fine. It's all good. I don't know what you're talking about. We got to get real. We got to get real. We got to get real. We got to get real because the only way that you can get over it is if you get real with God and you get clean. No masking. You cannot social distance. That's number two. If you want to stay infected, no social distancing. You have to stay connected to the body. Now, I don't mean, I understand there are some people who are watching online. That's just fine. They're connected. You have to stay connected to the body. You cannot disconnect. And then finally, you got to let his infection take control. You have to live in the spirit. Some individuals who are prime examples of that. Enoch, he didn't die. David danced. Moses shone. Elijah was caught up. Daniel spent a night with the lions. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego found peace in fire. Paul shook off the sting of death. And Jesus conquered all. Acts 2, 17 through 21. 
and singers, you can come. And it shall come to pass in the last days. Now, this is prophetic. You want to talk about where we're living? This is the last days, folks. It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yes. Despite everything that's going on, despite all the things that are troubling your world and mine, despite COVID, despite murder hornets, despite zombie cicadas, despite flesh-eating worms, bacteria, infections, I know a God who yes. said Amen. that I will save anybody who calls on my name. Yes. I will save. I will save. Now, I don't know about you, but I think it's time to enter in to the veil. I think a lot of you need the same strength that I do. This has been an hour where the enemy has tried to defeat us. And you know what I'm saying? into the face of the enemy, I'm saying, you give me your best shot. Yes. When all I have left to do, when I can't do anything more, I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna stand. Stand to your feet right now. Jesus is in the building and he's calling us to a place of praise and worship. If you need him tonight, feel free. Come to the front. We will social distance and we will pray with you. But God wants to strengthen our bones tonight. He wants to give us something that will sustain us and to remind us that he is still God on the throne and in, in, in control of this hour. Thank you, Jesus. Praise singers, will you sing?